0: If anyone's in Christ, he's a new creature. I was like, I'm not a new creature. And, and it, it all just came, God used all of that to just kind of, the weight of my sin uh, at that point, he used all of that as just kind of to crush me.
1: Welcome to another Doulos View. Today we have Brother Luke Leader, good brother in Christ that uh, we've been going to the same church for a little while now, so I just want to sit down and get to know him a little bit. So Luke, thank you for coming on
0: the show. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, no problem. So let's start at the beginning. Where were you born? Where'd you grow up? What was your upbringing like?
0: I was born in Arkansas, Um, mainly grew up in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Um, We lived there the majority of the time, fifth grade, all through high school. Um grew up two parents. Uh, they've been married for over fifty years uh, oh. at this point. Uh, I've got one younger sister. she's four years younger than me. She's married and has her own family uh, and stuff. so but um, pretty normal childhood. My dad uh, was uh, he worked for the phone company, so we moved around a little bit, but primarily uh, lived most of the time in Fort Smith,
1: okay. So you are, or you were in the military, and so how does your trajectory go from your childhood to joining the military?
0: Yeah, you know, I was um, looking for a way to pay for college okay. and um, that uh, my dad was in the Air Force and that kind of okay. started things off and then uh, got me interested in the military. Mm-hmm. And uh, I knew I, I didn't want to go enlisted. Uh, I wanted to be an officer and I wanted to go to college. And um, kind of going back a little bit, even before that, uh, we, uh, in high school, I uh, had a girlfriend. She ended up getting pregnant. We ended up getting married. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I had, a, I had a new baby at 18-year-olds old, graduate high school. Man. And uh, so really needed a way to pay for college mm-hmm. and uh, applied for an Army ROTC scholarship and an Air Force ROTC scholarship went through the interview process for both. I didn't end up getting the Army one, which is the one I wanted. Ended up getting the Air Force one, which uh, was great. And it paid for uh, my room and board, which was the married student housing on campus. It paid for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, paid my tuition and books and even gave me a stipend every month. And so that's that's what got me uh, into the military. It was a great way to pay for college.
1: Okay, so being in the military now, I, I tried to get into the Army when I was in college as well, but for whatever reason didn't, it didn't work out. But I heard as, as I was going through that process that being in the Air Force is a lot better because they take care of you more and it seems to be like one of those, uh, more of the uppity branch of the military, So, for lack of a better term. Did you get that impression, versus the Air Force versus the Army? Everybody
0: says that, you know, that I was an officer and so it the life was a little better than probably being enlisted, but the Air Force bases that I was at were all really nice. and. I'm sure there were bad ones, uh, but uh, I was a I was a I was a lawyer officer, so I I had really good a duty assignments. So I had a duty assignment in Southeast Virginia, right on the coast, uh, in Hampton, Virginia, really close to Virginia Beach, and so it was just gorgeous there, mm-hmm. you know, really close to the beach. And then my second assignment was in San Antonio, mm-hmm. which is another awesome area of the country. Just uh, South Texas was great. That's where I met my wife.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, now, so okay, cool.
1: But, uh, so being in the being in the military, and I want to get to your testimony because you were recently saved. You haven't been saved for very long; it's about a year and a half or two Is Yeah, that' right. But yeah. before we get to that point, I want to talk about how being in the military. Because I had a friend who was there, and he came across all kinds of different religious beliefs, all kinds of different upbringings, and uh, you know, people have all kinds of different. Um, religious face and then they're thrown together and they they need to work as a team so i'm just wondering how how did coming into contact with those different religions kind of influence you spiritually even though you weren't saved at the time what what kind of did it or did it have any impact on you at all man when i was
0: when i was in the air force uh i was a very carnal person um i was not religious at all if you if you want to put it that way i was i was raised and maybe getting into my testimony i was i was raised uh we went to a Methodist church, uh, starting out, and then we went to, uh, Southern Baptist Church after that, and, uh, after, after, you know, got divorced when I was in law school, and, uh, after that, uh, went on active duty, uh, after I passed the bar exam, and so when I was in the Air Force, I, I was very carnal, uh, the things of God were far from my mind, uh, I was looking to, um, be out there, have a good time and do my job and be a great trial lawyer. And so I was really into work. I was really into, when I wasn't working, you know, there was always a group of folks that wanted to go have a good time. And so we'd go do that. And, uh, that was my life in the air force. It was very carnal. So nothing about that. But there, but there are, there were, um, you know, there were chaplains, uh, that were there that were friends, but the chaplains would go out and party with us too. So, um, you know, it was a very it, it's a very broad road kind of uh, acceptance of of all faiths. Uh, if you're I, I would think you would have a hard time if you were a biblical Christian uh, in the military. Probably, um, you definitely have some challenges um, because looking back on it. Uh, my circle of friends weren't, certainly weren't, uh, biblical Mm -hmm. Christians. Um, I had friends that were Roman Catholics, friends that were, um, Protestant, kind of not very involved with their faith. As you can imagine, the kind of folks that like to go out and party and, uh, but we also worked hard too a lot, but we partied hard on the weekends. So, um, you know, never really went to church when I was on active duty and uh, unless it was when I came home to visit my folks and we'd go to church uh, on the weekend or something that I was home. Okay. But um, I, I was really far away from God at that time.
1: So going back, um, now that you've you spent X amount of years in the military, is there anything that you would go back to tell your younger self about the time that you were in there and, and what you experienced or maybe something you would have done differently while you were there?
0: Um, if anything, I would go back and share the gospel with myself. Mm. And uh, it, it was a really not a good time in my life. Uh, I was just gotten divorced. I was living in a totally different part of the country. Had two kids uh, with my uh, ex wife at that time. They were both really little. Uh, one was uh, second grade, mm. third grade. The other one was four four or five years old um, preschool kind of age and so you can imagine trying to get them trying to see them flying across the country that kind of thing and you know just being a a young you know 20 mid 20 year old kid that you know was just out on their own with a job that paid pretty well and had some disposable income and was very self-involved and just wanted to party and work hard and Do what I wanted to do so it was a not a not a good time in my life and uh, yeah there'd be a lot of things that I could go back and tell myself but the main thing would be I'd be wanting to share the gospel with myself and be more more you know spend more time with the two kids uh, Mm -hmm. than I got to but that was definitely a challenge uh, being so far apart
1: well, that brings us perfectly to that. My next question was, how did you come to Christ? And I know you came to Christ much later, but so what, or who, or how did you know God use somebody to tell you what the gospel was, and then and, and then this time around to actually take with you where you actually repented and, and trusted? Sure, in Sure. Yeah. Let,
0: let me let me start out by saying that uh, kind of going back. You know, I was raised. We went to church every weekend. You know, I was. Uh, we were in the Methodist United you know, Methodist Church. Okay. Uh, starting out, um, I was in. You know, from the time I was elementary school kid we you know my folks would take me to the kid programs at church and you know the kid choir stuff and uh, was an acolyte you know where you'd light the candles and stuff like that in the church and then um, somewhere around fifth or sixth grade somewhere in there I started going with a friend of mine to a, a Baptist church for like vacation Bible school and um, maybe like some Wednesday night stuff or something like that, where they had uh, stuff for kids our age. And it started hearing about salvation and all this kind of stuff. And he never heard anything like that uh, in the Methodist church. So we started asking some questions, I guess, with my folks. And then um, somehow about that time, they started a confirmation class. So we went through this confirmation thing where at the end you make a profession of faith uh, in Christ, and it's basically uh, a bunch of kids up there, and you're just repeating what this adult's telling you to say. It's not; it's kind of just a superficial work kind of thing that you go, kind of ritual thing. You kind of go through, I guess, in that system. And um, then after that, we ended up leaving the, the Methodist Church, the Baptist Church. Um, nobody in our family had been immersed baptized Mm -hmm. we'd all been baptized as kids i guess sprinkle baptized and uh so i remember that clearly that was eighth or ninth grade kind of time frame uh, for me so we all got we all joined the church and all got baptized there uh together um there was nothing more than um you know they'd ask you a couple do you you uh, make a profession that Jesus Christ is your Savior and go through that and it was basically a yes or no kind of thing before they baptized you and there was no real probing or questioning or anything like that about the basis of your faith Mm. and so we were you know we were basically in at that point you know I was uh, they had a great youth group I was involved in the youth group there and we went on Mission trips and I basically was there every time, but I, I wasn't there because of Wanting to pursue a relationship with God. I was there because it was fun and The social aspects and all that kind of stuff. So um, My lifestyle when I was in high school, especially was Pretty far away from God even though superficially I would go to I, I was an athlete. I played football um, in high school and went to fellowship of christian athlete camps and our football coach was big into fellowship of christian athletes and we would do devotionals and stuff like team devotionals and stuff like that and i went to all that stuff and listened and you know i sat through preaching at church and we had a preacher that um went through and preached through you know ex- sequentially through like Ephesians and Romans and Hmm. and you know looking back at the the invitation every week you know they were if you want to be saved pray this prayer and you'll you can have a relationship with Christ and and so you know there's there's no assurance in that kind of system, mm-hmm. and so you're you're constantly you know as a kid you're constantly sitting there saying you know I better say that prayer at this time say, just to just times? to make sure and yeah. it's like every week you're <laughs> you're you're going through that in your mind because there's absolutely no assurance because there's no obedience there was no transformation mm-hmm. uh, no no real repentance or anything that had been done at that point and there's no one that's telling you that those what the real what the real gospel is Mm -hmm. it's this it's a it's a fake kind of gospel that you grew up hearing that i grew up hearing uh anyway and so um you know my there was no obedience there really i mean there was massive disobedience you know there was uh party kind of lifestyle ended up girlfriend got pregnant and uh that was a tough time. We ended up getting married and uh, had a lot of help from a lot of folks to kind of get set up. And we ended up both getting into, we both graduated uh, later that year, had the baby, had Ben, my first uh, child mm. in uh, July. And then we were both uh, headed up. We both got accepted to the University of Arkansas. and. Uh, A lot of things came together. I got that scholarship. She got a bunch of scholarships. We got some grants and stuff, and we were able to go to college. And uh, so started, you know, juggling. We were both juggling college and baby and all that for five years. I guess we were on the five year plan. Wow. Um, During that time, you know, we were still going to, you know, Baptist church uh, up there while we were in college. You know, on and off. Uh, We both still liked to party. Mm-hmm. Um, so the even even times. with the kids and oh, stuff and I mean, going to class and yeah. all that so we um, you know we the the lifestyle was still not one of obedience uh, to God there were, because there had been no conversion uh-huh. um, at least for me anyway I can't speak for anybody else but for me there uh, there wasn't uh, you know it's um it was it was Five years, by the grace of God, we graduated, got a degree. I got accepted to law school, um, got my commission in the in the Air Force through the ROTC program. I finished that program out and then uh, moved to Tulsa, went to law school. Um, we uh, went to church at some Baptist churches here in the area. And it was the same thing uh, that heard growing up, you know, it was uh, um, once you make a profession of faith you're saved you shouldn't question it there was no call to obedience no call to change life no nothing no uh nothing like that and our lifestyle my lifestyle reflected it Mm -hmm. you know it was drank too much and you know didn't spend enough time with the kids and and it ultimately led to uh the um wife and i getting divorced my third year of law school Mm -hmm. and um after that luckily by god's grace i finished law school i passed the bar exam and went on active duty in the air force uh and so that took me to a different part of the country uh from away from you know everything here and uh kids ended up moving to uh, houston at, at one point and so it was hard them being so little just getting to see him and stuff so kind of already talked a little bit about my time in the air force uh it was uh Five years of a lot of work and I worked really hard. I was a prosecutor. I started out prosecuting cases and then I did well enough with that. They moved me over to defend service members that have been charged with crimes. Mm -hmm. And I did that, Uh, that was my last job in the Air Force. It's kind of like a public defender uh, for military members uh, as opposed to prosecuting attorney for military members. So Mm -hmm. um, prosecuted and defended guys for a lot of drug Mm -hmm. crimes. Mainly uh, okay. some rape cases and yeah. child pornography cases and, and different stuff like that. But wow. um, getting out of that um, came uh, kind of fast forward a little bit. Uh, got out of the Air Force, um, met, met my wife now. Well, we were on both on active duty okay. and um, got married and then we both got out and uh, got a job here in Oklahoma. I was in private practice, and then I got the job that I I have now uh, after a year of private practice. And it was really about, uh, it was May uh, of 2020. Uh, I remember exactly when it was. Um, there there had been a period of time, especially with all the, everything that was going on and all the uncertainty that was happening. And I, I knew God, God was working, He was working in my life, and I knew that um, my life still wasn't right. I still had no assurance of any kind of salvation. And uh, God, through His grace, um, you know, being we were teleworking at that time, so I was able to, you know, listen. To YouTube videos or podcasts or mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, and um, you know, just it's such a great resource. Just being able to type in assurance of salvation. I just wanted something to, you know, am I really saved? Because I, someone was telling me I wasn't, hmm. and um, there was a pastor called John MacArthur. I'd never heard of him. Believe it or not, you know, and I'd listen to Christian radio. And, you know, growing up, I listened to, you know, Chuck Swindoll on the radio and, and lot lots of other people that are on the radio. And then I realize now that some of them that I listen to aren't really telling uh, the truth. They're not, they're prosperity gospel preachers and all that kind of stuff. But I'd never heard of John MacArthur before, and I'm, it's kind of odd as much as I'd listened to different Christian radio programs and stuff, because it wasn't all like, crazy party lifestyle. I mean, there was there was times intermixed in there where, you know, you try to make yourself feel better by listening to to Christian radio Mm -hmm. to listening to pastors trying to hear stuff and and everything. So anyway, so long story short, I'd never heard of John MacArthur before though. And there was a sermon that came out called Save Yourself to see that sounds good. Mm -hmm. Let's listen to that. Let's see what he's got to say on that. Mm -hmm. And so went through and it goes and he's, you know, there's a big part of it in there is about Matthew 7, the end of the Sermon on the Mount. And many are going to say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name and in your name perform many miracles and in your name cast out demons. And I'm going to declare to them, I never knew you depart from me. And in that moment, I knew that was me. That was going to be me because I, you know, prayed that prayer hundreds of times, you know, saying... I want to be saved, but I, I wasn't one that I wasn't a doer, you know, because the, the second part of that is, um, um, he who does the will of my Father will enter, um, mm-hmm. and so I, I was a sayer, I wasn't the doer. There was no obedience in my life. There was no, there was no repentance. You know, I hear this about repentance and faith, and, and faith. that's manifested in a changed life if anyone's in christ he's a new creature i was like i'm not a new creature and and it it all just came god used all of that to just kind of the weight of my sin uh at that point he used all of that as just kind of to crush me uh, with my sin and i i realized the weight of my sin and and he he granted me the the repentance at that point in my life to repent and and um just asking him to save me hmm. and um yeah and that's that's when i was like john chapter 3 says that's when i was born again i can just like that. i can put my finger back on that and, and say that's what that's when it happened mm-hmm. um just because of uh, the changed heart um, that flowed from that, um, like before, I said, you know, we would do. I went to week long uh, uh, summer. Uh, Bible school. What's it called? Like Bible. Bible school or something. Like, well, no, it was like church camp. That, oh, that's 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 the word okay. I was looking for. Church <laughs> camp. Uh, missionary Baptist church camp with my with my buddy, and you know, you'd sit there and. Um, We'd sit outside, and you had to wear jeans, and you had to wear a button-up shirt, and you know these—the invitations at the end of these things are like you know 45 minutes long, and they just keep going through the song and song. And it's like somebody's got to go down and <laughs> and do something and get you know, but or they're never gonna stop. But yeah. You, so you you go through. Uh, I, forget, I lost my train of thought. What I was gonna say. Um.
1: But you go through all those prayers, all those ways of trying to assure you, you yourself. You go through all that, and, that. and
0: as, as many of those as I've gone through and, and stuff like that, it was um, it, and never having any kind of changed life and never having a desire to be in the Word. And I remember at, at FCA camp, um, that was when like quiet times were real popular, and they were like coming into everybody's, you need to have a quiet time hmm. every day. And I'd sit there, and I'd try to read, and it was just like... I no interest in it at all (laughs) and you know i guess it's good stuff to know Mm -hmm. you know i'm okay read through a chapter of proverbs every day and and just even trying to do that and it was just like no desire there and that the the big thing that i noticed after my conversion was this just desire to read god's word Mm -hmm. and to to know it and and be in it and it was it was a Big change for me to not be able to not have that time to be in there every day mm-hmm. and, and learning and, and just soaking it up and and trying to get as much as I can get and and so that that was a big immediate uh, kind of thing. I just, I wanted to know more. I wanted to. I didn't want the the old King James Bible that I had. I I I didn't want that. So I ordered a new NASB. Bible and I'm like this is so it's the way it's written is just so understandable and it's it's accurate you know I was looking up what's the most accurate translation of the Bible that I can get and so it, it it's a, it's an accurate translation it's easy to understand and I'm you know just I couldn't get enough of it mm-hmm. and so and, and it's still ongoing. I feel like God the last 18 months or so that I've been saved God's like put me through you know I feel like I, like when I was back in law school, I feel like I'm, I'm studying like that. Mm-hmm. Just, just for something that, you know, every day I've got to be in and I've got to be learning. I want to, I want to know more mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, and really today it's amazing with what we have with YouTube and, and just the Grace to You app yeah. with the way you can find a sermon on just about any verse in the New Testament. Yeah. It's a huge um, blessing to be. And able there's to stuff from 1970 yeah. that's just as applicable today because it's the Word of God and it doesn't change. Yeah. And so it's it's been a huge blessing in my growth over this last 18 months and just because I had somewhat of a foundation in knowing the Bible, but I had never. It was a desire to read had a desire understand to understand to lead and even read like you're talking about yeah and
1: I, I think that Matthew 7 passage is one that really spooked me even when I was younger and I was reading the Bible I'm like are you so you're telling me there's people in church that I go to church weekly that are involved in Christian ministry are involved in church camp are involved in and, and just being around Christians all the time and reading even reading the Bible here and there and praying that, that Jesus is telling them that they're not going to enter into heaven but like you said it's because Jesus said that you didn't do what I told you to do I think that's one of the marks of being a Christian, or the main mark, is just obedience. And that's where your assurance comes from. I think you alluded to that earlier, that yeah. your assurance comes from obeying Christ. Because you have joy in that. You have There's a blessing and obedience in doing what your master tells you to do. And uh, Jesus even said, even if you do all the things that I tell you to do, you're still unprofitable. But that's still our goal, is to please Him, to honor Him. And the fact that you... Notice that in yourself. All those years, you know, you didn't read. You didn't want to really desire. You didn't have any desire to know. You just wanted to uh, please your church camp leader and then, you know, you know, be done with it. So that was. I think. I think it's a huge blessing to find, like you said, the internet. The time that we're living, you can get on YouTube, listen to a sermon, and then God uses that sermon through the internet to save you. And uses a pandemic to shut you down, keep you at home. Yeah, gives you the ability to learn and and know Him more. And I think that's a huge blessing, like you said, just being able to be online. And reading the word and understanding it and, and hearing good lectures good sermons and growing in your faith because like you said you just you got to learn more just and more being able to be
0: taught because we weren't yeah. in a good church mm-hmm. at that time we were going to life church which is just a, a, a mega church where you go in and you hear uh basically a self-help kind of message it's a human-centered message not a god-centered message mm-hmm. they they may use terms like god and and jesus and and stuff like that but basically it's a it's a self-help kind of how to have a better marriage in this way and, and, and it's um, it didn't take long after my conversion of going there it was like I can't keep going here we can't keep I'm, I'm not gonna go here anymore uh-huh. because it's not the truth it's I'm listening to MacArthur sermons and Paul Washer sermons and and, and that kind of stuff during the week. And then we're going to, to Life Church on the weekends. And I'm hearing, it, I'm not hearing biblical preaching. Mm-hmm. There may throw a Bible verse up there from two different translations so that it has some buzzwords in it that the guy wants to use in his self help message mm-hmm. or his motivational speech or whatever you want to call that up there. But it, it's not, you're not getting biblical preaching. Uh, in any sense of the word. And so, as you can imagine, it, it was a matter of two or three weeks, and I'm like, yeah. we're done. We're not going <laughs> back here. We'll, yeah. we'll sit at home, and we'll listen to a sermon, and we'll read the Bible, and we can sing together, but we need to find another church. Mm-hmm. And uh, so...
1: So how did you find that other church? How did you find... GCC Was it through online again? Well, it was through
0: the the Masters University has a church finder okay. on there. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of a hard-headed guy, <laughs> all right? And so I wasn't real sure how it was going to go or how we were going to be able to find a church because Tulsa's got so many churches in it. Definitely, It's like you can't hit a golf ball without breaking a stained glass window out of a church <laughs> yeah. in Tulsa. And so, but most of those churches aren't, good churches Uh, they're either prosperity word of faith kind of stuff or they're the same nonsense that we were trying to get out of which is kind of a big conglomeration of a lot of that Mm -hmm. Um, even I didn't want to go back to a Baptist church because that's I I realized that it, it 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 didn't lead me well my I wasn't going to be fed the word more than likely, so that was that was off the table, mm-hmm. and so I didn't really know what that would leave. Uh, luckily, the Master's University has. Um, I was I like I like this MacArthur guy. He preaches the gospel. He's got a seminary. Let's maybe one of these Master's University graduates uh, has a good church mm-hmm. that emulates that style of preaching. So that's how we found grace community and it was named grace community church that's the thing it was like (laughs) sealed it for you (laughs) you know god should we try this church it's named the same thing as the the church of this pastor that i've i've been listening to and learning a lot from and so um some friends of ours carl and anna started going there uh before we did and uh said yeah it's it's good you guys need to come check it out and so the next week we went and uh and uh listen to Doug and, and Chris and been love ever since and it's we knew we didn't have to look for another church
1: mm-hmm. at that point point. and so I'm um, talking about coming to Christ and talking about the actual change in behavior that I'm sure took place in your life and and how that change can
0: even affect your relationships with other people and the friends you had before and I want to ask you about that in just one second
1: So, Luke, when you came to Christ, He said there was a change of behavior. You had a desire to read the Word. I'm sure as you read the Word, you started to realize, I need to change a lot in my life, how I think, how I live, how I talk, how I behave around my wife, my children, even my friends. So I was just wondering, did, you, did any of that change of behavior sour any of your relationships with guys that you went to the military with or any friends in your local sphere that you had?
0: Um, I, I know it's definitely um, come between... Um, Some of the couple friends uh we've had um just like like right after right after i got saved um really good friend really good couple friend uh of ours we tried to sit down tried to have like a bible study together because i wanted they we they went to a life church with us and i was like man you've got to you've got to get out of this church it's not a good church you're you're not learning anything you know I shared my testimony with him and you know how god had saved me and just trying to i didn't really know anything at that point but i'm trying to to express to him share the gospel with him um because he was living just like i was living before Mm -hmm. and just trying to you know i remember breaking out in tears you know telling him how how god had, had what he had done in my life and Mm -hmm. um just wanted you know to wanted we tried to do a bible study together and that lasted a couple weeks and he always had something coming up and and that kind of thing and um had bought uh the macarthur commentary for john's gospel it's a two-volume thing and i was like let's just read through this you know and he got a new job uh, where he's working out of the town during the week, I was like, "Well, let's call up on the phone. We'll just read through it together, and you know, maybe learn together." And so that lasted a couple of weeks before you know it was over. And and yeah. it's a real shame because um, he just he just got to a point where he didn't want to hear it yeah. uh, anymore and wanted to talk about other stuff. And wow. and it, it's just really hard when you bring up even uh, even. There's been some strain with relationship with my folks because yeah. just trying to talk to them about um what. Saving faith is like and you know, my dad's position was oh you were you were saved before Um, You weren't you weren't lost you got saved when you were a kid and Mm -hmm. you know, not at nobody's perfect and you You just fell away it, you know, even when trying to explain how there There was no conversion. There was no salvation and then it kind of hit me again when he uh, told me my, my nephew I went to church camp this summer, and he said, "Well, yeah, it was weird. Jacob got saved again at, uh, at church camp, uh, but he, we thought he was saved before, but he got saved again." And I was like, hmm. "You know, I, I, he's, you know, he's seventh grade, I, I think. So he's about right, right that age." And, mm-hmm. and and so I'm like, you know, trying to trying to say, well, how do we know if somebody's saved? You know, what's what do you look for, and, you know, or do you see those things and and so it, it really put a burden on me is to you know does my dad know what saving faith is hmm. uh, if he or is he you know did he just does he think better of me than you know does he just have blinders on because he, he thinks I'm a good kid or something but does then but then in the back of my mind it was like does he really know what saving faith is and just trying to have those conversations uh, with him and then you know it, eventually they don't call us frequently because they don't want to talk about wow. stuff like that, and yeah. so it's it's been hard. Um, so that's that's something we've been having to deal with uh, there. But um, you know, God God works and stuff, and it's it's a constant thing that I've been in prayer about. So uh, hopefully, um, get the chance to to really have a real heart to heart discussion uh, with him soon yeah
1: and jesus talked about that i think in matthew 10 where he says think not that i came to send peace but a sword and, you know i'll send a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a son-in-law against his father-in-law and all that kind of stuff because you know it, it divides you know once, once you start living righteously and you, you're striving for holiness it's going to bring a divide you know no matter what unless god is gracious to you know to save them so going through as you're going through this change over the past year has your, how has your view of marriage and, and raising your children changed and, and since your conversion? Has that had an impact on how you look at your wife and how you look at your children and how
0: you relate to them? Yeah, it's had a big impact. I, I know that um, just that my, my wife wasn't, wasn't saved either. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that um, my, my conversion led to conversations with her and, and She started asking questions and I actually had answers for those questions because I was I was Reading the word and and I don't know She she doesn't know when she When God saved her um, She doesn't have a, a date kind of like I do. I remember that day mm-hmm. Vividly in my mind. She doesn't have that but um, I know. Hearing her her testimony is it happened sometime after I got saved when we started reading the Bible together and we started mm-hmm. talking about those kinds of things and mm-hmm. and uh, started going to church uh, at Grace and um she started actually uh, engaging with with Bible study there uh, with the women's ministry there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it, that's been one of the greatest blessings that God has done is that He saved her as well. And just seeing how our relationship is, is different and we both have this focus on, on the things of, of God now. I mean, we, we go on these road trips and we sit there and we listen to sermons the whole time. <laughs> Or we listen to uh, like this. Most recently, we listened to to uh, Grace to You right. uh, podcast the the whole time when we were on the road. But we listened to MacArthur books and and all kinds of stuff uh, like that. And it's just great having a spouse that you can that wants to talk about these things with, and you can you can have a a biblical conversation mm-hmm. uh, with her because her heart's been changed because i i know what she was like before and she knows what i was like before and it was not her heart wasn't wasn't toward god either as much as mine was it uh, wasn't so um it's been really cool seeing how god has brought her to uh someone that is doing study review questions for Tuesday night, and uh, memorizing scripture, and um, having a love to to do that kind of stuff. The amount, see, just seeing the amount of time that she's putting in uh, to that has been really a blessing. And just seeing how, as a family, we're um, doing Bible study as a family with the kids, and praying together uh, as a family Uh, stuff that I didn't we didn't have growing up we were in church and stuff and um, we never had that you know we would pray before meals and and stuff like that but we didn't have like prayer time as a family and we definitely didn't have you know sit down and we're gonna we're gonna go through and we're gonna read and discuss scripture uh, together and it's amazing what, um, you know, a, a third grader and a, or a fourth grader and a second grader um, can learn yeah. about the gospel. And so and I know when I was that age that that we weren't getting that kind of stuff. So it, it's just completely changed how we live uh, It seems
1: like it, like, man, it seems like God did it in a progressive way where he saves the husband and the father and then it moves to the wife and... and But it doesn't always
0: happen like that. And that's what was so scary with, it was like, is she gonna, what's she gonna do? Is she gonna think I'm crazy? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or is she just gonna, you know, go along? Uh, I was real worried she wasn't gonna leave that church because she had so many friends that went there. Mm. And uh, that was my that was what was scary. I was like, I'm, she's gonna be going. And there were a couple of weeks where I was like, I'm not going. I, I would urge you guys not to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she went for one or two weeks, and then after that, she was like, All right, we're we're at what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And she got on board. I don't, I don't know what caused that. I guess it was God. God. yeah. God caused that. But um, so thankful that He saved her. Mm-hmm. uh because like in bible study last week we had a gentleman testify that he got saved God saved him and his wife left yeah mm-hmm. or okay. or something something been, like that and, and it was force, yeah. and it was couldn't imagine okay. I've been through that once and and that was all it was horrible mm-hmm. and you were uh, unsaved they, at the time and so I that. was unsaved at the time <laughs> and it was awful so yeah. I can imagine how how bad it would be definitely.
1: So I want to kind of transition back to your time in the military. But now that you are saved and you have more of a biblical mindset, do you have any varying or differing views about Americans, uh, America's military involvement in foreign affairs and foreign wars and things like that? Has that changed in your thinking at all? Or how do you approach that biblically now that you have a kind of awakened mind to the truth of God?
0: Um, I, I, it was... It was nice seeing us um, kind of ramp down our involvement overseas in and, and some of those places that we were. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with the way it was done. But anytime that, you know, people are put in, in danger like that, and it can be um, in. It doesn't need to be that way anymore Uh, that so the ending of war is is probably a good thing Mm -hmm. on on all ends Um, it it should have been done differently but you know that's we don't get to make those decisions uh, do we but um, I hate the fact that uh, people that I could have been in with or or something like that may have maybe over in harm's way Mm -hmm. uh, doing something because that's somebody's That's somebody's child, that's somebody's dad, that's somebody's son, you know, uh, so or daughter. Mm -hmm. But um, war's horrible. Um, But I don't... I mean, the scariest thing for me to think back on was, you know, when I was in, if I could have been deployed, could have been killed, I would have gone to hell. I wasn't saved, and mm-hmm. that's that's what's so scary. Is there's and that kind of a special concern for me, I guess, is is for people that are out there that think they're saved, and mm-hmm. because they've been told all their lives, and in whatever kind of church they're in, that all you got to do is pray this okay, prayer so and say these magic words, and you're going to be saved. Mm-hmm. And and that's not what the Bible says. And so you have this false Sense of salvation and false sense of security and just like I did then, you know, and if I would have died it it would have been eternity in hell and And so that's that's the scariest thing, but you know, praise God that He saved me when later in life and he protected me until then to do that so
1: yeah, that is that's. I think that's an excellent point you bring out because that. I mean, we we honor these men and women because they are sacrificing their lives, and their and their ties with their family, their children, while they're overseas fighting to protect us. But at the end of the day, ultimately, if they don't know Christ, they are doomed to hell, like you said. And and the fact that that could have been you, like you said. I mean, that's we uh, have that eternal view, and that's what happens. I think when you get saved, you start thinking in ultimate terms. You don't start thinking of. Uh, you know things temporarily you start thinking eternally like you know These are actual men and women actual men and women that are going to have to stand before God one day and Even being in the U- US military all the good that they do around the world That's not gonna earn favor with God. You know, The Bible is very clear that we're not justified by works or justified by faith So I think that's definitely something that a lot of men and, and women in the military really need to take into account
0: And it's probably even broader now, but when I was in it was a very broad message in the sense of the broad way hmm. that you would hear from chaplains in the military and um, there were chaplains of every kind of faith in the military but even the, the Protestant chaplains it was a very broad accepting kind of message And and I don't think you could you would probably be drummed out pretty quick if you were preaching a, a narrow way Kind of message in the military is just my thought, uh, just based on what I saw coming from chaplains that I heard when I was in. I mean, um, I don't, I don't think a, a real gospel message would be tolerated yeah. because it would be too intolerant. Yeah.